Hey, 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 welcome back to the study of Ruth. We are in the third week and we are going to do a big chunk this week. We're going to finish up chapter two. So chapter two, verses 14 through 23 and chapter three. So I always recommend reading it. Uh, First, I'm using the new international version that when I reference back the verses, but I'm not going to be reading uh, the end of chapter two. I will be reading the verses in chapter three this time. So if you have a second, just push pause and skim over it. So it uh, it, it will just put it into context. So uh, look, I'm just going to dive right in here. So um, buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. So in the beginning of this section, chapter or verses 14 through 23, um, we see how Ruth and Boaz had their converse, they had met out in the field, remember, and he had given her permission to glean. So they had arrived at the beginning of the barley season and Ruth and Naomi had. And he thanks her, right, for her um, commitment to Naomi, which is his family member through um, her deceased husband, Elimelech. And so here she has been given permission to work and Boaz invites her to a meal with the harvesters. So here Ruth showed up to work that day, not expecting to eat at all, or if she did, it was probably something small that she had brought with her. And here Boaz has invited her to a meal of fresh bread with the other um, workers and a dipping juice that's been provided. So she's able to eat until she is satisfied, and then she goes back out to work. So next, Boaz makes sure that the men that are working there know not to reprimand Ruth and to even make sure to leave extra grain for her to glean. So he's definitely providing and protecting for her um, from early on in their relationship. And uh, so she works until evening, Ruth does, and she threshes the barley and has about an ephah, which is about 30 pounds, and she carries it back through town and not only is 30 pounds a lot to be carrying after a hard day's work, but she's also risking the embarrassment from other people's criticism because they're going to see her and see that she's been um, gleaning, right? And um, that's maybe not uh, the proudest proudest moment, right? When you're kind of picking up leftovers. But she also brings Naomi home her leftovers from her meal. So Ruth continued to work and instead of, she continued to work after the meal that she ate that day. And instead of eating the leftovers for herself, she saves them for Naomi. And I think this just goes on to continue, continues to show just how much and how deeply Ruth cared for Naomi's overall well-being. So Naomi goes on to ask about Ruth's day and she learns that Ruth gleaned on Boaz's field and how he had blessed them um, by, uh, by telling Ruth that she could glean on his fields uh, to follow the women and um, that she would uh, uh, be protected there. So, and then Ruth also learns from Naomi here in this section that Boaz is a guardian redeemer. Now, a guardian redeemer, the definition, it is a legal term for one who has an obligation to redeem a relative in serious difficulty. So Boaz had an obligation amongst any other relatives that they may have had in Bethlehem to redeem Uh, Boaz had the obligation to redeem those relatives in serious difficulty. So considering the times and the harvest season was coming to an end at the end of the six to eight weeks, the likelihood of of work for Ruth and Naomi is slim after this harvest season comes to an end. Times were rough. They were two women alone in a time where men were the providers. And um, at the end of this harvest season, they were going to need help. And Naomi knows this and Ruth learns this. Um, and they also, um, recognize that Boaz is a guardian redeemer. So, 
Naomi expresses how wonderful it is that Boaz has offered protection and permission to glean in his fields, and Ruth continued to stay close to the women and gleaned until the barley and harvest were finished, which is that estimated six to eight weeks. So now remember that this is the time of judges, which included a lot of sexual immorality. I think it is safe to say that Naomi had peace of mind that Ruth would be safe working for Boaz. Ruth, as we have seen many times mentioned, is a Moabite, and a little history about Moab, which was a country, is that Moab is named after a man named, you guessed it, Moab. His mother seduced her father, lots of wine was involved apparently, and Moab was conceived. So Moab was a product of incest. The creation of Moab originated... And it was then and is still today highly recognized as sexual immorality. Incest, any way you cut it, is sexually immoral. With all of that said, and illegal. With all of that said, it is easier to respect the protection Boaz provided for Ruth the first time she was gleaning in his field. Remember back to the beginning of the chapter, uh, of chapter two, when he offers his protection and commands his overseer to make sure she isn't harmed, uh, isn't harmed, but cared for. One of the reasons, in my opinion, is because men may have seen her, being that she is a Moabite, it, uh, I think it's very clear that she looks different than the people of uh, Bethlehem, as someone who may, keyword being may, be easier to seduce and take advantage of, or even think that she would exchange sexual services for money. These were not only dark times, but given where she had come from, assumptions may have been made. However, Boaz protects her and makes sure she is able to provide for herself and Naomi. Even in biblical times, I'm sure there were certain stereotypes. What do you think? Now, keeping all of that in mind, let's move on to chapter three. So chapter three starts with the seasonal work is ending. So here Ruth has been gleaning somewhere between six to eight weeks. And that means that Boaz and Ruth most likely won't be seeing each other. Essentially, they will go their separate ways. And Ruth has been um, following the women here on the field. However, um, Naomi has a different plan, a plan that will sound absolutely ridiculous. Um uh, it, it just does. So just remember that the cultural times were very di- different. And then we're just going to break this down. So verses one through four, let's read those in chapter three. I'm reading from the new international version or the NIV. So one day Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi said to her, my daughter, I must find a home for you. More, for, uh, sorry, my daughter, I must find a home for you where you will be well provided for. Now Boaz, who's, with whose women you have worked, is a relative of ours. Tonight he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. Wash, put on perfume, and get dressed in your best clothes. Then go down to the threshing floor, but don't let him know that you were there until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, note the place where he is lying. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. (laughs) That's the end of verse 4. Okay. So if you're saying, say what? Let me break that down. Naomi knows that it's crunch time. They're... (laughs) Their uh, peace of mind that they've had over these six weeks um, is coming to an end. And so they they are very much going to be in that serious difficulty um, or in serious seriously difficult times um, because work is, isn't going to, to be there like it was during the harvest. So most likely 
Boaz, Bo, Boaz had only seen Ruth in work mode. Sweaty, not her best dress, function over fashion kind of thing. Imagine working in a field all day. It's dusty, dirty, you're tired. Um, and Naomi tells Ruth to freshen up, perfume, best dress, the works. A little bit of a Cinderella, Cinderella moment here, don't you think? But um, now the threshing floor is where the barley and the wheat would be broken down. The goal was to separate the kernels from the husk, the chaff, and the stalk. And the straw would be used for the animals, the chaff for fuel, and the grain for food. So the men, including Boaz, would sleep there at the threshing floor to protect and guard it all from thieves. This was at the end of the barley harvest and was most likely a time of celebration given that they had just gotten through a famine recently and that at the end of all the hard work of the and and that all of the hard work of the season was coming to an end. So Naomi tells Ruth to get herself ready and then to wait until Boaz is asleep to lay at his feet and uncover his feet and wait for him to tell her what to do. So <laughs> what are you thinking right now? What do you think your reaction would be? I know it sounds crazy, and there are lots of opinions on whether wh whether what Naomi had Ruth do was godly or not, but I think it is a fair consensus to say having Ruth do this was a risk and teetering on the tight ropes of morality. You see, in those days, what Ruth was doing, lying at his feet, especially after he'd been celebrating with some wine, is something that prostitutes would be more likely to do. So given Ruth's background of being a Moabite, despite converting her beliefs to that of Naomi's and believing in God, Boaz's reactions and assumptions when he would see her at his feet could go either way. Not only that, but I think of my feelings personally of what I would fear. What if Boaz embarrasses her, sends her away? What feelings would you be afraid of in this situation if you were Ruth? Shame, fear, rejection, humiliation? Every time I read this, those are the feelings that leap into my throat during this part of the story. Ruth was being so incredibly obedient to Naomi and, de and determined, I wonder if those feelings entered her mind. What was she feeling? What was she thinking? But instead of responding with a, uh, I'm sorry, did I hear you right? You want me to do what? Ruth responds, it seems like without missing a beat. So back to the story in verse 5. It says, I will do whatever you say, Ruth answered. That is her response. She's just like, okay, I'm down. I, I will do whatever you say. So I'm going to read verses 5 through 9 here. I will do whatever you say, Ruth answered. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do. When Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he went over to lie down at the end of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. In the middle of the night, something startled the man, and he turned, and there was a woman lying at his feet. "'Who are you?' he asked. "'I am your servant Ruth,' she said. "'Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are a guardian redeemer of our family.'" So Ruth does everything that she is asked to do. Boaz is in good spirits after a night of celebration. He falls asleep, and Ruth does as she is told, lies at his feet, and uncovers them. The night goes on a bit, and then Boaz is startled awake, notices the woman at his feet, and asks who is there. Ruth responds, I am your servant Ruth, she said. Spread the corner of your garment over me, since you are a guardian redeemer of our family. Take note to the part where she says, where she says, spread your corner of your garment over me. This statement immediately makes Ruth's intentions very clear. Spread your garment or blanket is a symbolism 
of engagement. Ruth right here is proclaiming her love for Boaz and asking him to propose to her. He is a guardian redeemer of her family and she's saying she loves him and wants him to marry her. Can we just push pause here for a second? If this is not vulnerability and humility mashed into one, I don't know what is. She is asking Boaz to marry her, to save her. Imagine if this were a movie. This is the part where our mouths drop open a little further in anticipation as to how Boaz, in this case, is going to react. Will he laugh, smile, let her down gently, tell her to go fly a kite and get out so we can get back to sleep? The list goes on. Ruth was trampling many cultural taboos as she was younger and Boaz was older. She was a servant and he was her boss. She was a Moabite and he was an Israelite. She was poor and he was rich and she was a woman and he was a man. But even if she was afraid, she did it. She took the chance of humiliation, rejection, shame, because she hoped it would turn out better than she could have ever imagined. In verses 11 through 15, Boaz reacts. So I'm going to read those. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do do for you all you ask. All the people of my town know that you are a woman of noble character. Although it is true that I am a guardian redeemer of our family, there is another one who is more closely related than I. Stay here for the night, and in the morning, if he wants to do his duty as your guardian redeemer, good. Let him redeem you. But if he is not willing, as surely as the Lord lives, I will do it. Lie here until morning. So she lay at his feet until morning, and she, but got up before anyone could be recognized, and he said, No one must know that a woman came to the threshing floor. He also said, Bring me the shawl you are wearing and and hold it out. When she did so, he poured into it six measures of barley and placed the bundle on her, and then he went back to town. So Boaz reacts in the best way. He praises her for her noble character. He doesn't doubt, given where she came from, that her faith isn't real. He sees her for who she is, a woman of noble character. He instructs her on how to go back home to Naomi with grain and makes it clear he will put being her guardian redeemer in motion. As you heard, he is not first in line to be her guardian redeemer, though. There was an order to these kind of things, and there is a man who gets first dibs, essentially. And Boaz wasn't up first. But I think this his words make it clear he is going to do everything he can to be her guardian redeemer and marry her, or at the very least make sure that she is taken of or taken care of. In closing, let's read verses 16 through 18. When Ruth came to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, How did it go, my daughter? Then she told her everything Boaz had done for her and added, He gave me these six measures of barley, saying, Don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Then Naomi said, Wait, my daughter, until you find out what happens, for the man will not rest until the matter is settled today. So Naomi knows that there is a excuse me. Naomi knows there is a light at the end of what seems to have been a very dark time in her life. After all, her plan was a success, as crazy as it sounded, and her love for Ruth must have deepened for her willingness to take a chance, even as unusual as it may have sounded. Boaz is doing what he can to help, and his perception and opinion of Ruth only deepened and strengthened. He sees her for who she is and not where she came from. Naomi and Ruth are still in a kind of a limbo here, but finally there is opportunity and a chance that their troubles will come to a close. Their season of loss, despair, and hard work could soon be a memory, a hard season in life that resulted in renewed hope. Until next week, friend, over and out.